0: Hello, and welcome to the Treasures of Truth podcast with Dr. Jeremy Simpson of the Thanks to Calvary Baptist Church in Elkin, North Carolina. We hope that you enjoy the podcast today as we search together in the precious Word of God. Welcome to Treasures of Truth podcast. So glad you're with me today. want to try to be a blessing to you as we come behind the mic for the podcast today. I want to go to the book of John, chapter number 19, and verse number 25. And I'm going to read uh, three or four verses here. John 19, verse 25. Now there stood by the cross of Jesus his mother and his mother's sister, Mary the wife of Cleophas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciple standing by whom he loved, he saith unto his mother, Woman, behold thy son. Then he saith to the disciple, Behold thy mother. And from that hour that disciple took her into his own home. After this, Jesus, knowing that all things were now accomplished, that the scripture might be fulfilled, said, I thirst. Now there was set a vessel full of vinegar, and they filled a sponge with vinegar and put it. Upon hyssop, and put it to his mouth. When Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said, "It is finished," and he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. I'm interested today in this thought: Jesus understands. Jesus understands. It is um, kind of foolish uh, a lot of times the way we talk to one another. Uh, And I don't want to be offensive by any stretch when I say this, but a lot of times we'll look at somebody and say, I understand what you're going through. And and truthfully, I don't know that we ever truly understand what somebody's going through. Even if we've had a similar uh, trial, everybody's different. And we don't know how a person is responding, and we don't know how their heart is hurt. No one knows the heart but God. And I think it's foolish also to think that those who have always had a good life can sympathize with those who have hard life. Or those that have always been well can sympathize with those who are sick. Those who have always been rich to think they could sympathize with someone who's poor. And if someone's never lost a loved one in death, they can't sympathize with those that have. And sometimes when we get into certain circumstances, we're bad to uh, say no one understands, no one knows this experience, no one cares. But the truth is this, there is one. There is one that understands. There's one who knows the experience. There's one that cares. And it's the Lord Jesus Christ. And because he was born of a virgin and lived in this world, God in the flesh, Emmanuel, God with us, the Word that was made flesh and dwelt among us, because of that, he understands. I love Hebrews 4.15. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all t- points tempted like as we are yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly Based on the fact that we have someone that understands, let us come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. One of the most glorious thoughts that you could have today is that we've got an advocate with the Father at the right hand of the Father, a daysman, a go-between, a representative. And not only do we have a representative, but we have a representative, a high priest who understands us. He knows us. He cares about us. Man, how glorious is that? He understands. There are times in our lives, and I don't know, I may, I may just be giving a little preventive medicine today, but there may be somebody listening to this podcast right this very minute that over the last day, over the last week, over the last month, you've had this attitude in your heart that nobody cares. Nobody knows what I'm going through. Nobody knows what I'm facing. That's the psalmist attitude, Psalm 142. He said, no man cares for my soul. And I know we all have times when we feel like that, but there is one that cares. And Jesus understands. You know what? Jesus understands what it's like to be poor. Jesus knows what it's like to be poor. Jesus understands. He did not have a lot. He was born to a, a poor family. He was born to Mary and Joseph, who, who didn't have a lot. And, uh, you know, there's folks uh, that can remember. There's folks that can remember what it's like to have nothing. There's folks that can think right now, I've got nothing. But I remember some times in my life, I remember as a boy, our family didn't have a whole lot. Um, we ate beans and taters for lunch, and then we'd eat taters and beans for supper. Dad would have the humongous garden every year, and we'd work, and we'd work, and we'd can, and we'd put stuff up, and and uh, we didn't we didn't go out and eat a lot when I was a boy, and we had enough. We always had enough. I always wore hand me downs. I'd wear my brother's clothes after he'd worn them out. I remember Mama putting patches on my blue jeans. I remember going to school with uh, with tennis shoes that we'd got from secondhand stores and. I remember the first pair of tennis shoes that I ever got that were brand new, man. I thought I was the stuff. And I remember going to Goodwill and getting shoes and coming home and whitewashing them and uh, didn't have a whole lot. And I remember as a young couple, me and Rebecca, we didn't have a whole lot. We gave our life completely to the ministry, and and uh, we gave our, our our whole life to church. And, and uh, we started without hardly anything. Uh, and sometimes you wonder, uh, if it's going to be possible to make ends meet. And uh, I've sat down and put it all on paper, and then I went and got a match and burnt the paper because it wasn't going to work. And then when it, when you're barely making it, and then here comes an unexpected bill, maybe a, a doctor bill unexpected, or maybe they put you on short time at work, and, and you just throw your hands up and say, nobody understands this. Nobody knows what I'm going through. Nobody cares. But there's one that does. Being poor is hard. If there's any people in the world, I'll be thankful. It's United States of America because we're blessed. We're blessed, and uh, I tell you, we've we've had some some good days in America, and, and uh, even folks that struggle. There's 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 programs and there's things that that help. But a lot of times, when you're poor, it's it's easy to say nobody cares. But there is one that cares. Jesus cares. Jesus understands what it is to be poor. You think about where he came from, God, the Son. And yet he was born to a lowly manger. He stood there surrounded, you know, with with all types of glory. Around him were the angels, the archangels, the cherubims, the seraphims, clothed in the robes of deity. And he laid all that aside and for our sakes became poor, came into this world by way of a barn door and went out by the way of an old rugged cross, rocked in a barred cape tradle, sailed on a borrowed boat, buried in a borrowed tomb, rode on a, a borrowed colt. Jesus said, The foxes have holes, and the birds of the air have nests, but the Son of God, Son of man, hath not where to lay his head. He left it all and became poor. Why? So it could put him in a position that he could look over every poor home, every little shack, every little place where someone was living in poverty, and he could look at him and say, I understand. Jesus never owned anything much in this life. He borrowed a stable. He borrowed a boat. He borrowed a colt. He borrowed a tomb. Never bought anything while he was here. The only thing he ever bought and paid for was your soul. He understands when you're poor. But I'll tell you something else about Jesus. He understands when you've been betrayed. Jesus understands when you've been betrayed. Some people say they have a lot of friends. I don't I don't know that you can say that. We got a lot of acquaintances. Not many friends. Friends don't come like bananas. They don't come in bunches. They're made, not met. A, a friend is somebody that knows all about you and still likes you. A friend is somebody that'll stand up for you and not let people talk about you when he when he's around. And the truth is most of us don't have as many friends as we think. I think if you can count your true friends on one hand, you're a blessed person. But I do know this. I've had some that I thought were my friend, that I was fond of them, and I thought they were fond of me. There's people like that, and then all of a sudden, things happen, a betrayal. Oh, there's no way. That's my friend. They didn't do that. And then all of the evidence comes, and the realm of reality comes, that that person has betrayed you. I know what that means. I know what that feels like. Some of you that are listening, you know what that is, that betrayal. I going to just tell you, there's somebody that knows. The Apostle Paul talked about betrayal when he said, some of you would have, would have took out your own eyes and given them to me. And he said, but I've become your enemy because I told you the truth. Well, I'm going to tell you, it sometimes gets difficult when you're in a situation like that because you think nobody cares. I've had people in the ministry. I've counseled. I've I've walked with them to the graveside. I've I've been there with them when their child was struggling for breath, and and been there through marital problems, and been there through fi- financial difficulties, and and, and tried my be- and then watch them walk away. Boy, that hurts. And sometimes you'll get the attitude nobody cares, nobody understands. There is one. You know what Jesus. I'd hear him say, they saw me ride in a ship, iron out the wrinkles in the waves. They saw me take a little lunch from a little boy and feed 5,000 plus women and children. They saw me open the blind eyes. They saw me unstop the deaf ears. They saw me do all types of wonderful things for people. But one day, one of them went over to the enemy and said, I know where he prays. If you'll give me 30 pieces of silver, I'll send him to you. And he took that money and he came back across that little brook, Kidron, and over into the Garden of Gethsemane and said, Hail, Master, and he kissed Jesus and went out with the blood on his lips that Jesus had been praying and sweating. And Jesus says, I know what it's like to be betrayed. And then Jesus cries from the cross when he looks down and he only sees one disciple and a few women And he says, hey, you that have been hurt by somebody you love, let me tell you about what I went through. Jesus understands when you're poor. Jesus understands when you've been betrayed. I'll tell you this, Jesus understands when you're suffering back aches and headaches and side aches and temples throbbing and, and digestion uh, impaired and, and, and all types of where you can't move and you can't walk anymore and you, you drag just one weary fit, foot after another and you say, I wonder when it will all come to an end. Death would bring a release. I've seen elderly visited them sitting in their wheelchairs, hands twisted with arthritis, feet gnarled, and they got that look in their eye you know what it is nobody cares nobody in this world knows what i'm going through i've went through the nursing homes and i've i've talked to them and you can see it in their eyes nobody knows what i feel nobody knows what i suffer nobody knows what i'm going through but there's one in heaven that knows he took a body just like i have just like you have and when he came into this world that body needed to go to sleep at night and rest that body needed to sit by the well. Side and rest and refresh himself in John 4. That body was just as much human as his mother was human, and it was just as much God as, if, as his father was God. He had the humanity that touched the cradle and the grave, but he had deity that touched earth, heaven, and hell. And we know how he suffered. That body, how it was humiliated. In Pilate's hall, stripped, lashed, blood running, flesh ripping wrapped in old dirty red rags and crowns of thorns upon his head, a heavy cross upon his back. And they stretched him out on that cross and drove the spikes through his quivering flesh. And as they lifted him up between heaven and earth, he cried out, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Do you know why he suffered that? Because the way you're suffering today, he can lean over and he can say, I know what you're feeling. I know what you're experiencing. He understands. He understands when you've lost a loved one. John chapter number 11, he wept at the grave of Lazarus. He understands when you're dying because Jesus on the cross said it is finished and he gave up the ghost. I'm just telling you, there is someone that understands. There is someone that understands what you're going through. We have someone in heaven that understands every teardrop. We have someone in heaven that understands every lonely night. We have someone in heaven that understands every broken heart, that understands every pain in your body. And he's here today as your high priest to help you. No wonder Peter said, casting all your care on him. Hey, go out today and be salt and light. Don't you think Jesus deserves the church to be salt and light in this world? The world needs some purity. The world needs some light, some illumination. And God saved you, changed your life, so that you could go out today and be salt and light. If you're listening to this in the evening, why don't you plan on purpose? Tomorrow, I'm going to be a testimony. Tomorrow, I'm going to be a witness. Tomorrow, I'm going to make a difference in this world by being salt and light. Hey, Jesus understands. Jesus understands. Until the next podcast of Treasures of Truth, God bless you.